neurophysiologically, like whether the God thing is true, we relax, right? If you just believe that by stepping away from the problem, you create space for an extraordinary power to intervene through you and through others, then you relax. And the relaxation is really, really important. Welcome to A Changed Mind, a journey into the topics that matter to you most. From the neuroscience and spirituality of mindset and personal growth, to groundbreaking strategies for health, wealth, and relationships, to open and honest conversations about pressing global issues, such as the environment, censorship, corporate capture, and democracy. Each and every episode reminds us of the certainty of the goodness of the future and provides the teachings, tools, and timeless wisdom inspiring you to create real lasting change in your life and in the world. If you've been desiring a sanctuary for your spirit, a place to go to tune out the distraction, negativity, and doom and gloom so that you can tap into the deep power, the vibrancy, and the potential you have inside, you're in the right place. Welcome to A Changed Mind. Hey, it's David. Just a quick interruption to your normally scheduled podcast. I've got an incredible opportunity for you. Big announcement that my book is now live on Amazon, A Changed Mind, Go Beyond Self-Awareness, Rewire Your Brain, and Re-Engineer Your Reality. If you've been wanting to take your personal growth to the next level, maybe you've done the self-help thing, but you're still feeling more stress or overwhelm or anxiety in your life, Maybe you've gotten to the next level of financial security or growth in your relationships or health or your business, but you've hit a new ceiling and you're really wanting to understand how to identify the resistance that is still inside of you that's shaping your experience of life and to let it all go and transform it so that you can truly feel free emotionally, spiritually, financially, and achieve your full potential. You've got to check out this book. I spent the last 18 months pouring all of the teachings, philosophies, tools, even processes that I've never taught before that have helped me go from a life where I was literally struggling to survive to a life now that I love in a system that lets me materialize the vision I have for my business, my family, my world without the hustle and grind and putting my spiritual growth and well-being first. So if you've been wanting a treasure map to the emotional and material promised land that life has waiting for you, Take a minute to jump on over to Amazon, grab yourself a copy of A Changed Mind, or better yet, grab a couple of copies and give them as gifts to your loved ones. The feedback is already coming in. People are saying this is one of the most practical and powerful personal development books they've ever read, and I get it because everything that's in this book is exactly what I went through, what I learned, and what I used to change my mind. Check it, grab yourself a copy, and now... On to your regularly scheduled podcast episode. Hey, it's David. Welcome back to A Changed Mind, a sanctuary for your spirit, a place where I remind you each and every episode of the certainty of the goodness of the future. I am uh, really looking forward to sharing with you around this topic of recovery. And this topic of recovery, many of you know that I have a background in in 12-step recovery, both in Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, Drug Addicts Anonymous, Sex Addicts Anonymous. I'm sure I was a workaholic. I've got some codependency tendencies, but I worked a 12-step program starting back in 2010. And I felt like this is a great opportunity to share what I've gotten out of the 12-step and what I've gotten out of the fellowship, because some of it may resonate with you. It might compel you to take a look at your own life or and see perhaps what's going on from an addiction standpoint. It may not be a substance abuse addiction or, or some other traditional type of addiction that you're experiencing, but you're experiencing obsessive compulsive thinking in your mind. 
constantly worrying or stressed or anxious or overwhelmed or controlling or comparing yourself to other people or struggling with procrastination or indecision. And the power of the fellowship, a fellowship, whatever the fellowship is of people who are looking to improve themselves and most importantly, which I'll be going deeper into to create a conscious connection with a higher power of their understanding because it's an important part of the healing process. By the way, it doesn't have to be God, doesn't have to be Jesus, could be whatever you want, but just that there is a, a mechanism functioning in your own life that is uh, able to support you in really miraculous ways in those areas where perhaps you've been putting in a lot of energy and effort but not producing the change that you're wanting to create. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a repeat listener or watcher, we are on the podcast platforms, Apple and Spotify, also on YouTube. Do me a favor. If you love this episode or you've loved other episodes, leave me a rating and uh, and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, this is a great place for us to engage. You can leave me a comment. You could subscribe to all these platforms so they get new episodes when they come out. And this is sort of a behind the scenes of, <laughs> of a secret society called 12 Step. And I was actually inspired to record this episode after I got back from a meeting yesterday. It was a Sunday. I woke up at around 6.30 to get down to the San Juan Puerto Rico AA meeting. And the reason why I was at the meeting was actually part of my recommitting to my spiritual growth, getting back into recovery and into my program. My wife had pointed out that I had really moved back into a lot of chronic worry, chronic overwhelm. It expresses itself through the language that I'm using. It certainly shows up in my physiology. And she said, hey, like, I don't know what you need to do, but you need to address this. Because I think we all go through different cycles in our journeys. And sometimes even I feel a little bit ashamed at what I'm going through. It's like, geez, I teach this stuff. And now I'm in another place where I'm struggling or I'm, you know, experiencing the types of thoughts or emotions or behaviors that I'm, you know, co coaching other people through. But I also realize that, you know, that's what makes me a teacher. Like I'm actually going on the journey with you. And a series of things that showed up recently that just sort of triggered that old mechanism inside of me of worry. Some things around our business, some things around our personal life. You know, without getting into too much detail, I found myself in a place of worry again. And, you know, I don't know, maybe you're in a place of worry right now. Or maybe you're in a place of anxiety right now. Or maybe you're in a place of frustration right now or stress. You know, these emotions have become so normalized that oftentimes I ask people if they're experiencing any suffering because all of this is suffering and people go, no, I'm not suffering, I'm just stressed. Well, it's not normal, right? It's okay, it's totally fine to be stressed, but it's not normal. It's not the way that we were built to operate from the parasympathetic nervous system, from rest and relaxation. We were supposed to move into stress when we were truly in danger and move into fight or flight where we release all these you know, neurochemicals and adrenaline. Uh, the body's not meant to sustain that, but we're, we're living this way on an ongoing basis, which is why we see such an incredible rise in, in disease and an increase in suicide rates and anti-anxiety or anti-depression medications. And so what I learned in my own life is that the key isn't for me to stop worrying. The key isn't for me to actually control my external circumstances so that I don't worry, right? That's sort of a conditional experience. But the key is for me to reconnect and strengthen my relationship with a power greater than myself. And it may seem a little bit counterintuitive or nonlinear, but what I've seen is that my alcoholism, my drug addiction, my sex addiction, those were just symptoms of a disease, a dis-ease that was being created by a spiritual disconnection. 
And so the solution is a spiritual reconnection. And I find that in my 12-step recovery. And it's also part of the motivation of why we've created our 12-step healing structure called the Whole Human Framework and why we've built a community around it. And so I want to talk about the first three steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And of course, there are nine more, which I won't get into today. And I want to talk about the dynamics of the meetings and why the fellowship is so important. I ended up going to an early morning meeting a couple of days ago, and there were only four people there. One of them didn't speak any English, and I don't speak any Spanish. And I thought to myself, oh man, like I really needed a good meeting this morning, and there's only four people here. But the truth is, is that no matter how many people are in the room, I feel grounded in my relationship with my higher power. Every time I go back to a 12-step meeting, I feel at home. Because I know whether it's 1, 2, 3, 10, 15, 20 people in the room, these are people who speak my language. These are people who understand that whatever's going on in their life that is a challenge or a frustration and the emotions that come along with it, when we feel these negative emotions, it's because it's asking us for an opportunity to trust in our higher power more. Now, I truly believe that there is a power greater than us that's working for our greatest growth, our greatest prosperity, our greatest evolution. And it is the one all-encompassing omnipotent omniscient power, whether you want to call it the universe or you want to call it nature or you want to call it Allah or Jesus or God or the force or source energy. And I think a big part of the spiritual journey is learning how to, in the present moment, be aware of the fact that whatever's going on in your life is actually working for you, even though you may not be able to see it in the moment. And so when I go back into the 12-step rooms, people share their stories of what they're experiencing on a daily basis. They're sharing their challenges. They're sharing their victories. But they're speaking it through the lens of the 12 steps. And so it's a reminder for me that whatever's going on in my life right now that I'm trying to control that is not working itself out, that I actually need to stop controlling it. And it's very paradoxical. But what you'll find is that when there's something in your life that you want to change, Let's say you're, you're struggling in your business and so you're stressed about it and now you're wanting to find a solution to your business, your challenges, right? Let's say to generate more revenue or attract more clients, but now you're in a place of stress or what we would call a primal state and you're trying to solve the problem from that place. And so, you know, trying to solve the problem from that place is ineffective because if you're feeling stressed, you're going to have stressful thoughts and stressful emotions and you're going to take stress-based action you know, do you think you can produce cha the change that you're wanting to create from stress, right? Clearly, the answer is no. So the solution to it is we have to find a way to get into what we would call a powerful state, to be rest and relaxed. And oftentimes that means, counterintuitively, stepping away from the problem and trusting that if you step away from the problem, that the problem will adjust itself, that you may come back to it with a different line of thinking, you may give it more time and realize that, oh, wow, I didn't need to get this thing done on the timing that I needed to get, that I thought I needed to get it done on. Other people or circumstances or situations may show up to support you in resolving the challenge or the problem that you have, right? But it's a matter of stepping back. And that step back, or what's called surrender, I have found, becomes possible when we believe that there is another force operating in our life. Because if, if we believe that it's just all us, then the ego or the mind will inspire us, not, that's the wrong word, compel us to take more action from a stress-based place which just produces more chaos around the challenge that we're wanting to resolve. 
And so, you know, this idea of being able to step back and let go, and as we say in recovery, let God, is an important concept in our lives. Right? If you're experiencing a chronic health condition and you've been trying to solve it for a long, long time, clearly you haven't been able to resolve it. The doctors haven't been able to resolve it. And now you've become stressed about the situation. And so what if, is there a possibility, if the solution is for you to move into relaxation, what would compel you to move into relaxation? And frankly, I don't think it matters what it is, but what we in addiction recovery have found is that what com- allows us to, re- to move into relaxation is this belief that there's a power greater than ourselves that will step in if we create the space. And that's actually fundamental to the first three steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. The first three steps are basically realize we were powerless over our addiction and our lives had become unmanageable. And many, many people today, maybe you in some area of your life, that you're, you can realize you're powerless over some challenge that's going on, even though you're continuing to try to fix it to no avail. And in fact, the fixing it is just increasing the level of stress and complicating the problem, right? And so we're powerless over this situation in our life and our thinking around it. And as a result, our lives had become unmanageable. The second step is that we came to believe a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And sanity is the opposite of insanity. And so there may be some areas in your life right now where you're, you're feeling insane. You're engaged in insane thinking, even though you've attempted the same form of thinking or the same form of trying to control your external circumstances, it's never worked, yet your mind is telling you you need to do it again, and you need to do it again, and you need to do it again, and you, you're expending all of this energy on this behavior or thought process or emotions or control or external management that has never proven to be beneficial for you, but you don't really know another way, right? Because the mind doesn't know another way. That's insanity. And so in step two of Alcoholics Anonymous, we come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. And step three is really the how of all of that, where we make a decision to turn our lives and our will over to the power, over to our higher power as we understand our higher power. The language is over to God as we understand God. So there's this, it's really a development of faith. And the reason why I'm sharing this is you may be going through a faith building process right now. I really believe that the challenges that show up in our life that we are not able to manage, right? Like you can brush your own teeth, right? I'm not saying you turn that over to a higher power. You're capable of doing that and you've seen that you're capable of doing it. But you may have experienced that you're not, you don't seem to be capable of getting out of financial insecurity. And you've got a lot of worry and compulsion and psychological and emotional addiction around scarcity. And uh, same thing, I gave the example of a health problem, but how about relationship problems, right? You're, you're powerless over meeting your partner. You go from date after date after date in a cycle of toxic relationships, and no matter what you do or what you think or how you, how, what behavior you do, it ends up producing the same result. And you keep thinking that you need to do something similar or just change the tactic, recalibrate the tactic a little bit, but it keeps producing the same result. And so you may be experiencing some insanity in your life, some powerlessness in your life, And my guess is that there's an opportunity in that area of your life to let in a little bit more of whatever God is of your understanding. And these are the three principles that are really at the foundation of, I think, of Alcoholics Anonymous. Other people may disagree, right? The first, second, and third steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, which are basically, I can't, and I'm clear on it. He can, and I'm clear on that because I've seen the miracles that have occurred in my life, so I'll let him right? And that's the surrender piece. I'm going to step away from doing what I would ordinarily do in my ordinarily method of thinking, no matter how scary it is. And I'm actually just going to go do something else. 
right? I'm going to go for a walk with the kids or the dog. I'm going to go do a yoga class. I'm going to play with my furry friend. I'm going to take a bubble bath. I'm going to do some inspirational reading. And I trust that if I create that space, my higher power will intervene to help me resolve my financial insecurity. But if I just keep pushing and pressing up against that low number in my bank account and just start and continue to invest and direct all of my focus and energy and attention into it, well, we know that where you know energy goes, where focus goes, energy flows. And so you know what we make matter matters. It literally becomes matter. It materializes. And so this idea of a higher power intervening in our life, whether it's true or not, is really like neurophysiologically justified. Because if you can just downregulate your nervous system, step away from the problem and relax a little bit rather than continue to obsess about it, even when you're not engaged with the problem, right? Like the problem's not following you around usually 24-7. But you bring it with you everywhere you go. And if you could just set that rock down, it creates this space where this infinite intelligence can begin to intervene. And it'll intervene through thoughts and ideas that you have. It'll intervene through communication through other people. It'll intervene through synchronicities and coincidences, help showing up, resources showing up. And that's really why, again, one of the reasons why I go to 12-step meetings is because I know that my higher power communicates to me through what other people share. You know, that we are one intelligence or one consciousness that's being expressed through all of humanity, through each individual, right? One infinite intelligence that is having these individuated experiences to create complexity and learning and awareness to expand awareness. But I know that my God speaks to me through what other people say. I'm sure you've had a situation before where like there's been something on your mind or on your heart and like someone speaks directly into it. So if we can put ourselves in environments with healthy people moving in healthy directions, oftentimes we gain access to another kind of feature set of how all of this works, which is we can hear what our mind has been too busy to be able to hear through the words and the experiences of other people. That's why fellowship is so important, whether you're living in your, your spiritual fellowship, your religious fellowship, your Christian fellowship, your Muslim fellowship, your Buddhist fellowship, or your 12-step recovery fellowship, or a men's group, or a women's group, or whatever the connection is. There's a power to having people gather in one place who are all oriented in the same direction. The thoughts, the ideas that you need in order to keep you moving in that direction will come to you through the spoken word of other people. And so yesterday I went to a 12-step meeting and uh, we read the daily meditation, which was <laughs> really appropriate because I've been worrying about some experiences I've been having with my physical body. And that's exactly what the daily meditation was. And the solution was not to go solve your physical challenges. The solution was deepen your spiritual connection because our higher power or God or whatever you want to call it is the source of health. It is the source of finance. It is the source of relationship. It is the source of business growth. It is the source of clarity in your life or, or it is the source of purpose. It is the source of anything that you desire right now in your life, whether it's material or psychological or emotional, higher power is the source of that. And a very good friend of mine, so the solution, right, to whatever challenge you have is to deepen your spiritual connection. Whatever your process is for that, right? Like we have a process with the whole human framework, but whatever your process is for you, the idea is, and again, just to use the word so that we can connect, you know, in a very simple way, find a way to go back to God, to rest in God over this situation. 
And if you create a little bit of space, you give the room for something new to show up, right? And again, I'm not suggesting that it's always an external influence that shows up. You know, someone shows up at your front door and solves your problem. But, but it changes your brain because just this idea of stepping away from the problem and trusting that some higher power of your own understanding will intervene to resolve the situation, it downregulates your nervous system. So this is neurophysiologically proven. You could even argue that, well, we're just kind of making this God thing up, but it works because of the way the human being operating system works. Now, I don't think, I personally don't believe that's the case. You know, I've got some other episodes where I talk about my theory on the universe and consciousness and what God is and the Jesus question. And certainly I bring a lot of Eastern teachings into our conversations. And I'm, I actually started listening to the Quran on audiobook because I want, I want this conversation that we're having to be available to everybody. But neurophysiologically, like whether the God thing is true, we relax, right? If you just believe that by stepping away from the problem, you create space for an extraordinary power to intervene through you and through others, then you relax. And the relaxation is really, really important. Because Einstein said you cannot solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it. So anywhere you're looping in your life right now, what's happening is some limiting belief or some trauma has created a situation. And now you're reacting to the situation and that reaction is bringing up and triggering within you the limiting belief and the trauma again. And then you're trying to solve the situation <laughs> from the same level of consciousness, from some form of fear. And so that's why we end up in these loops and we end up in these cycles of kind of creating these, this chaos over and over and over again. So how do we move from the chaos? Well, we, we move back into some order right? And, we, and the order is natural. The order will reestablish itself if we just don't insert the chaos. I love what BJ Palmer, the founder of chiropractic says, he says, nature needs no help, just no resistance. And we end up bringing resistance through our fears, through our doubts, through our limiting beliefs, through our traumas, through our stories. We insert resistance into this kind of perfectly organized system that has its way of playing itself out, right? Sometimes we go through relationships that we thought were the one and they weren't in order to get to the one that is. Sometimes we go through health challenges in order to learn something so that we can learn the valuable lesson and then our bodies heal. Sometimes we go through business contractions, we grow a business and then things turn and twist and pivot and the revenue or the income decreases, but then you become reborn like the phoenix, right? Out of the contraction into an even better, more scalable business model that's more authentically aligned with who you are and your true passion in the world. So I'm not suggesting that it's not linear, but the order is there. Like the mathematics of spirit, the geometry of the universe is infallible and it functions and underpinning all of it is love because it's working for our greatest growth, greatest evolution and greatest prosperity if we're just willing to kind of breathe through the discomfort oftentimes of the growth and the journey. But what happens is we get to a point within a natural orderly process that's working for our greatest growth and then all of a sudden we go, holy shit, like this is not what I expected. We tense up, we lock down, and now the energy can't move. It's almost like your storyline stops in an individual chapter that you live over and over and over again like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. And so what I found is that the solution is not something tangible or intellectual or practical. It's not a different action or a different strategy. It's actually developing a practice of reconnecting with that entire orderly structure and allowing it. Then if you can do that, now the whole 
the whole movie starts to move again. And so in 12 step, it's the first three steps, right? I can't, he can, I'll let him. And, you know, that meant that every time I wanted to pick up the drink or pick up a joint or take a look at pornography or do whatever I was doing to make myself feel better, I said, I don't need to do that. I'm going to surrender all the feelings and all the emotions or the challenges that are, that, are, that are triggering this in me to a power greater than myself. And I would go to places where I felt connected to my spirituality. I would call someone else in the program and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And they would either remind me or I would remind myself that, hey, the way forward is my spiritual program. It's not the insanity of continuing to engage in the behavior I was engaged in. It's not the insanity of continuing to engage in the actions that I was taking. The solution is actually deepening my spiritual connection. If I can deepen my spiritual connection, then the effect is that the problems of my life resolve and that I experience more grace, more calm, more peace during that process of resolution. Because I'm not suggesting that there aren't times where things feel contracted. You know, there are also, there's loss in our life. And, you know, because we don't experience all of our incarnations simultaneously, we become very attached to, the, to people in this life who we lose or we become very afraid of the loss of our own life. And so that's maybe the greatest form of surrender is trusting that a power greater than ourselves, if it was truly loving, would never completely separate us in eternity from the people that we love or that a loving you know, omniscient, omnipotent power uh, would not give us the experience of one lifetime and then go, well, there's no lifetimes after that, but that this would be an ongoing curriculum or a series of courses, you know, teaching us life after life after life, how to become more courageous, how to become more compassionate, how to become more loving, how to become more noble, right? How to become a little bit more like how we experience God in nature, right? Or the qualities in people that we feel really resonant with, Right. Or as the, you know, again, not as a religious connotation, but as the God on earth was represented in the characters and qualities of Jesus Christ, which I'll get into in another episode, sort of um, my perspective on the Jesus piece. But my encouragement in this conversation is for you to seek spiritual solutions, whatever that is for you. Double down on your meditation, right? Get into a spiritual community get into our community and start working the 12 steps. If you're struggling with addiction, go into a 12-step meeting and start working the 12 steps and get a sponsor because the promises of the 12 steps is far beyond, hey, you're going to stop drinking or you're going to stop drugging. The promises are extraordinarily beautiful. And they talk about how before you're even halfway done with the steps, you're going to experience a, a new way of life, a new way of thinking, that fear of financial insecurity and fear of others will leave you that you will know intuitively what to do that you were baffled by before. And you will see that a higher power is working in your life in ways that in doing things that you could never do for yourself, right? Those are, those are massive promises. That's a, lot of, a hell of a lot more than, hey, you're going to stop drinking, hey, you're going to stop drugging. Why? Because the drinking and the drugging and the sexing is a symptom of disconnection from spirit and disconnection from yourself. And so if you're experiencing a lot of stress, anxiety, overwhelm, frustration, anger, if you're operating from suffering or what we would call primal state, it, to a degree that it's, it's causing you um, pain in your life, you're not going to alleviate yourself of that pain by kind of fixing the problem. That's just a conditional temporary solution. Those are all symptoms of a disconnection from a trust in a higher power. And I'm really working on this right now. You know, I'm grateful for the fact that Carol had pointed this out to me because 
I want to have a very personal relationship with my higher power. I want to feel my higher power in my life. I want to be able to rest in my higher power and not live day to day in the crippling anxiety of life, right? And I don't just mean anxiety. I just mean the anxiety of life like they talk about in Buddhism, right? It's just this ever-present feeling that I'm alone or that it's up to me or that I have to, that it's my job to produce certain outcomes. And yeah, I need to do the work, right? That's part of it. But to know the difference between when it's my work to do or when I need to step away and renew. And in that, for me, I'm describing it as allowing a higher power to insert itself, to, to work its magic. Uh, we say the, uh, the serenity prayer at the end of every 12-step meeting or most 12-step meetings, and it's, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So we have to be courageous to take the action that, that we feel inspired to take, even though we may be afraid. But that's different than this obsessive, compulsive, repetitive, patterned behavior that's driven by the mind, that's causing you a tremendous amount of suffering, right? That's the part where it's God grant me the serenity, right, to know the difference, right, between the action I should take and when I need to step back and just rest in you. And again, what does that look like? Being out in nature, reading a book, taking care of yourself. I had a private client at one of my events who came up to me and she said, you know, I really feel like I'm burning out and I probably should never have started this business. The business contracted. Now I'm in financial insecurity. I need a business plan from you. I've got to turn this around in the next 90 days. I've been stressed. And uh, I said, well, when the business was going well, like what were you doing? And she said, well, I was going to church once a week. Uh, I was volunteering for this organization once a week. I was getting together with my friends for dinner once a week. I said, are you still doing those things? She says, no, I'm just isolating. And isolating is a really indicative symptom of a spiritual disconnection. That's different when you choose to have alone time. But what happens over time is your ego will isolate you. We talk about addiction as cunning, baffling, and powerful. And the mind will try to convince you that, hey, you don't even have time for connection anymore. You just need to sit around and worry or take action from a, from a primal state. So it's important I'm sharing that with you in case you're isolating right now because you can plug back in even though it may feel a little bit uncomfortable at first. It was uncomfortable when I went back to my you know, first 12-step meeting in a year a couple of weeks ago. It was uncomfortable. But I knew I needed to do it because I knew the answer was so simple, but I needed to do it. I had to connect back into my spirituality and I had to do it in a way that there was also fellowship. There were other human beings. It's such an important part of it. It wasn't just about reading a spiritual book. Sure, that's part of my practice. It was about being in regular conversation on an ongoing basis multiple times a week with people who have been where I've been and who are wanting to go where I'm going or who are there right now, right? And so it's important to notice that if you're isolating because my recommendation to my private client was, well, here's your business plan. Start having dinner with your friends once a week. Go back and volunteer at that organization once a week and get back to church once a week. She's like, well, how's that a business plan? I said, those are the things that are going to plug you back into who you were when you were having business success. The business success is just an effect of who you're being. And if you're being isolated from your higher power, you cannot be successful. In other words, your God, your universe, your spirit, your Jesus, your Allah, whatever it is, truly loves you so much that it's going to create situations and circumstances to bring you back into relationship with it because it is the source of all abundance and business growth and health and intimate relationships and 
all the qualities and material things that we desire. So the system is perfect. And you can know how far you've drifted, right, by where you are in your life and the emotional condition with which you're experiencing it. Because that doesn't mean that, you know, if you're in recovery or, you know, if you're working through our programs or if you're part of, you know, a spiritual or a group or organization or fellowship that you really feel connected with, it doesn't mean that the shit's not going to show up in your life. It is. But we see people who have shit going on in their life, but they handle it with grace. That means they handle it with a higher power. They handle it with God. And so the degree of their suffering is so much less and the resolution of the problem is so much faster, right? As a result of the spiritual connection versus someone who's kind of out there on their own, thinks that they are the creator of their own universe that tries to manage their external circumstances through their own you know, grinding and efforting, who suffers tremendously through an experience that not only seems to last a long time, but also seems to show up in cycles, right? And so those are the differences. So I wanted to share that with you. I hope it's valuable. I think that we get very confused around how to solve the challenges in our life. And I actually think the solution is really, really simple. It doesn't mean it's easy, right? It's a practice. I feel even as I'm getting back into recovery, like, you know, the brain changes gradual. I'm starting to notice where some of the principles that we talk about and we read and that are taught in the 12-step program, they come to my mind once in a while to combat the limiting beliefs or the worry or obsession. I'm finding that connecting with other people at least once a day who are in the program at least gives me that 10 to 15 minutes where I'm not in that obsessive inner dialogue around whatever the challenges that I'm experiencing. And so as I mentioned before, all of this is neurophysiologically proven. Like we're, we're doing pattern breaks, you know, with our thinking, which means we're cutting off the neural networks that have become sort of diseased parts of our brain. And over time, we can prune those out. And each time we actually get reconnected to spirit, we're building new parts of our brain that those parts give us even greater access to spirit, greater access to creativity, new ideas, solutions, inspiration, intuition, right? And that's the work. That's the work, right? The intermediary between us and our higher power is our brain. And so, you know, our work is to notice when our thinking is not aligned with, you know, a loving universe and abundance for ourselves and health for ourselves and relationship for ourselves and growth for ourselves and authentic vision for ourselves and to have the tools in a community to reorient ourselves, to recalibrate, to rewire ourselves, to reestablish that connection with a power greater than us that comes through our brain and comes through our heart and comes through our nervous system. So lots of resources out there. Maybe you're somebody who needs, you know, already in recovery and you need to, you know, hit up a 12-step meeting. Maybe you're somebody who should be in recovery. Maybe you're somebody who wants to get into our community and how we've incorporated, you know, my work and the, or at least the work that I've received. I don't really, <laughs> the work I've transmitted and, and how we've put that into, you know, a phenomenal healing and, and personal growth structure through the whole human framework. You can check that out on davidbear.com. From time to time, we open enrollment for the program where you can always email our team at support at davidbear.com. So wherever you are right now, I know there's a solution and I know the solution is a reconnection with a power greater than yourself. So it really is that simple and, and you have the resource inside of you to begin that process, to start that process, to show up at a meeting, to make a phone call, to send an email, to phone a friend. I called a friend of mine who's an evangelical Christian the other day just because he's strong in his faith and his God. And I was like, hey man, can we have a conversation? Like, I just want to hear your words and why you believe so strongly in your God so I can build that belief in my higher power of my own understanding. 
little things, right, that we build around us in order to spiritually strengthen ourselves. And if you can become spiritually strong, you can have a powerful living experience. And if you're struggling in your life right now, it's the absence of spiritual strength. It's that simple. I love you so much. Thank you for being here with me today. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, it's David. One more thing. If you want to go even deeper on everything we've talked about on today's episode, don't forget to jump over to www.davidbear.com. You can find the link in the show notes and subscribe to our newsletter. A couple of times a week, I'm going to be sending you the latest episodes that we've released along with additional free trainings. You'll get immediate access to my free mind hack ebook and go even deeper into all the tools, the technologies, and the frameworks that have helped tens of thousands of people establish a changed mind. Don't forget to jump on over to the site, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.